If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Steve since the sandbox. Since the sandbox fans, welcome back to the sandbox. And this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the NFL coaching carousel. So, we know that there's a couple of franchises around the league that had already dismissed their head coach, maybe dismissed some general managers, some people in the front office, maybe some quarterbacks already lost their job. So that's going to make for an interesting offseason and a lot of interesting roles to be filled. And the first one I want to talk about is Atlanta. So we know the whole story with Atlanta. They gave Dan Quinn another chance this year. Didn't work out. They had an interim head coach who did come in and win four games this year, which wasn't bad, but still wasn't enough. Raheem Morris, who was the interim head coach, is getting another interview with Atlanta. But I also think that Atlanta is going to have a lot of other interesting interviews. My first interview and one of their potential coaching candidacies, I think, will they'll seriously consider is Robert Sala, the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. And the reason why I say that is because I think Kyle Shanahan, who was a former coach in Atlanta, is going to give an extreme recommendation to get him there. I think Atlanta is a team that is going to focus on building their defense since that's been their main problem over the course of probably the what the past decade. I mean, that's really what's held Atlanta back recently. And they have the fourth overall pick. I mean, I know you can say that they can go with an offensive guy and draft a quarterback for the future. But I think at that point, Justin Fields may be gone and Trevor Lawrence might be gone. So you don't want to reach too high. I think Atlanta could be in a position to trade back and get more. But Atlanta doesn't really have too many pieces around their team to say that they've really been built successfully besides Calvin Ridley, Kev. So what do you got to say with Atlanta? I'm glad you mentioned that fourth pick, Steve, because I personally think they should go on the defensive end of the ball. I mean, if you think about it, right? Chances are Calvin Ridley's the future wide receiver one for Atlanta, right? I think we can all agree on that. You still got Todd Gurley, who, at the very least, if you get stuck with Todd Gurley, that's not bad at the end of the day, but you can still explore other options. And you got Julio, who who you could always keep, and if he stays healthy, you know where you're going to get. Or you can dish him while he still has some stock and maybe get a couple picks or a couple young guys. So I think their biggest thing would be defense because that's their biggest weakness right now is their defense. Um, So drafting either a linebacker or someone in the secondary or, you know, a DN, you know, a pass rush slash coverage guy. Someone like that I think could really go a long way for the Falcons. But I think there's a lot to be covered there. Like you said, I mean, the coaching, uh, everything is they definitely got to start from scratch. But I think their biggest thing is you got the fourth pick. So that's what you got to build on right now. You got to go out. You got to get a defensive guy. Let everything else fall into place as far as you know, the roster is concerned. Because I do still think, you you know, Hayden Hurst, again, good option. Like, they have a pretty solid offense, and we've seen that their offense can still put up a ton of points. So I think their biggest thing is defense, and they should definitely use that fourth pick to go get a defensive guy. Yeah, Kevin, I think that would be a good start. And they do still have some good offensive guys. We'll see what happens with Todd Gurley in the offseason, with Julio in the offseason. They might just jump ship altogether with that team. They might sell all those guys. We'll see what happens. But let's move to another team. Very interesting. The New York Jets. I mean, where do you start with the Jets? Like, honestly, we know they have Sam Donald. We know that they have multiple first-round picks. They have the second pick in the draft. And they also have the Seahawks' first-round pick from the Jamal Adams trade. My biggest thing with the Jets 
is I think they need to get a coach with experience. And I know a lot of times they usually do hire coaches that seem like they're going to be good leaders and have a good, you know, thought-out plan over the next course of the couple years. But I think experience is the most important thing because the Jets cannot afford to do this again. I mean, when was the last time that you can honestly say that the Jets were good? I mean, I know it's been so long. I know the front office, the organization has a lot of internal problems. It's crazy that as a Giants fan, I could see Leonard Williams go from the Jets and be, I don't want to say a non-factor, but be an unmotivated football player and just come to the locker room on the opposite side of the stadium and produce eight and a half sacks and change the game and basically the reason why we won. I mean, they just have so many negative impacts on their players, so I need someone with experience. It can be an offensive guy. It can be a defensive guy. I think Sam Donald's still young enough to to try and figure out, try and uh, be the franchise quarterback there, and I just don't think that they're going to be talented enough as a a coaching staff or have a good enough coaching staff to really develop somebody else. So why not just work on what they got? Yeah, it's tough because the Jets really don't have much. I mean, if you go down their roster, besides Sam Donald, who even we're still iffy of, they really don't have any names that are going to pop out to you, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But I like that you mentioned the coach with experience because I feel like a lot in the NFL now with – these rebuilding teams as they try to match young coaches with young quarterbacks and stuff like that. And like you said, sometimes that's that's not the way it is. Sometimes you need a veteran coach that can show these rookies and these young quarterbacks the ropes because sometimes these coaches, these young coaches don't know what to do in situations like that. So then you're making your quarterback even that much more vulnerable. So I'm not going to give all the hate to Sam Donald because I do think the coaching situations he was put in definitely kind of stunted his growth in the NFL a little bit. So I do still think he deserves, you know, another shot, but he's definitely on a thin on some thin ice. But I think, yeah, going out and getting a coach with experience is their biggest thing. And I think just filling out their roster, I mean, they really don't have anyone. I know, like, I don't really want to compare this to fantasy, but even, like, media relevant, like, they don't have anyone on their offense that can make big plays. I mean, if you want to say Crowder is their best receiver, yeah, you can, but, like... That's a big market team. Yeah, and, like, what good is that? And, like, you're the New York Jets, you know what I mean? Like, if you want to relate to basketball, like, same as the Knicks, it's almost the same situation. They haven't won in so long, and they're a marquee name in their league. They should be, and you're New York City. Like, you should be attracting athletes to play in New York, no matter. That's just saying how bad the front office is, that they haven't been able to do that. So I think the coach is where you start. I think Sam Donald needs to stay, get another shot, build his confidence, because I do think he can be pretty good in the NFL as a starting quarterback. Yeah, definitely can. And right now, the Buffalo Bills are the best team in New York. But I'm hoping next year, next season, we can definitely have the Giants be that best team in New York. I'm not expecting the Jets to make the jump. But let's move to our next team, guys. Another team that fired their coach in Matt Patricia early on in the year in the Detroit Lions. And this is another team with a top five pick. This is a team with an aging quarterback. But I will say, unlike the Jets and unlike Atlanta, they do have some young guys that I would say that they can view as assets. I mean, DeAndre Swift is a great player. We saw that he could be a lead back this year. And they drafted Jeff Okuda as a top three pick last year at the cornerback position. So I think those are two great positions to really build around. I mean, Kenny Galladay is a great receiver on offense. TJ Hawkinson's a really good tight end looking to make the leap if he had the proper guy. So, you know, I think the Detroit Lions are going to focus on getting an offensive guy. You know, they're going to obviously 
go in a different direction than Matthew Stafford at this point in their franchise. I think it just makes the most sense. How many years is Matthew Stafford going to give them 10 games and him put everything on the line and, and them still not do anything? I mean, I think Matthew Stafford really got tossed in a black hole with that Lions team because, you know, all the injuries and stuff he's endured over that that time they couldn't even get him a decent line I think Matt Stafford was a great quarterback for them so going to be interesting to see where he goes this offseason but I definitely think that there's going to be an offensive minded head coach that they'll pair with a, a new quarterback in Detroit yeah I agree about the offensive mind Steve I definitely agree because I mean this is what it is Matt Patricia just didn't work out and I think you're right about Stafford too I think Stafford is he's still Young enough where he can go to another team and give them a solid, probably another two, three seasons and maybe help them make a run. But I think he's too old for the Lions to really build around and become a contender around Matt Stafford. I mean, it is what it is. Like you said, the guy gives his all, but when the guy's all isn't good enough, I mean, you got to eventually go in another direction. So I think drafting a quarterback, maybe, like you said, may not be you know, any standout quarterback names with the fifth pick, but uh, they can get a a sneaky quarterback in the draft and keep DeAndre Swift, like you said, and and you got, like you said, Hawkinson is a very good young tight end. You got Galladay. We got Marvin Jones. I know he has trouble staying healthy, but still a solid receiver. So they still have a pretty decent offense if they can get, you know, a guy that can fit that offense because I don't really think it's about Matt Stafford really even being bad I mean he's still pretty solid I think it's just a fit I mean it always has been he's never just been able to get over that hump with them and I think it's time for them to definitely try something new yeah it definitely is and you know it's going to be going to be really weird to see Stafford on a different team but I I think you know we could see a team maybe like the Broncos I feel like they always go after that Stafford mold maybe the Pats careful We'll accept that right now, but uh, still too early in the offseason to send everybody to the Patriots. <laughs> but let's move to probably our most interesting destination out of all of these, and that's Jacksonville. You know you get the number one pick. You know you have a young defense full of absolute studs. You know you get a, an additional first-round pick from the Rams in the trade. So, you know, you have, you have a, a, a lot to work with. You have a lot of salary to work with, and there's been some rumors that Urban Meyer is going to be the coach here. So I think the more interesting question, if it is going to be Urban Meyer, is does he take his quarterback in Justin Fields, or does he take Trevor Lawrence? I mean, I feel like that's a serious question. I think that Gardner Minshew has spent his last days in Jacksonville. I think a lot of those guys on that offense have spent their last days, but we know that the Jaguars don't need a running back. We know that they don't need, you know, a lot of front seven help. So I definitely see them addressing that offense and that secondary this offseason. Yeah, Steve, I love the Urban Myers fit for Jacksonville. And I think if he does go there, I think he does take Justin Fields with him because at the end of the day, when you got two guys like Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence who pretty much are hand in hand and skill set, you're going to take a guy that you know what you're going to get from and you have a relationship and you know you can be successful with, especially going to a new team because you're going to want to build not only that relationship but your careers together in the NFL. They're going to want to feed off each other. The better Fields is playing, the better outcome it's going to be for Urban Myers. The better Urban Myers coaches, the better Fields is going to play. So I think if that is the route that Jacksonville goes, I think they should definitely expect that. Not 
you know, as a guarantee package, but I think they should definitely expect that if they get Urban Myers that he's going to pull heavy for drafting his guy. But maybe not. Maybe he'll want to start with something new, but I would just think as a coach coming up, you would take your guy. I mean, that's what you work for pretty much your whole career, and to get an opportunity like this, you want someone by your side that you know you can be successful with and you know their work ethic, and they're going to go out there and give you their all every single night. Not that Trevor Lawrence wouldn't, but it comes down to trust. I mean, skill set is kind of irrelevant when you're talking about these two guys because it's pretty much hand-in-hand, so you're going to go with the more trustworthy option. No, I feel that. It's definitely going to be interesting and, like you said, Kev, trust goes a long way. But there's two teams left, two guys that that did lose their job. Anthony Lynn lost his job today, um, and Bill O'Brien lost his job a long time ago, and Romeo Cornell will be retiring after this year. I think there's one candidate that I think will do specifically well with both of these teams, and I'll tell you why. Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, would work wonders with Deshaun Watson and he would work wonders with Justin Herbert in L.A. This guy, you know, he's been around Patrick Mahomes. He developed him into the quarterback that he is. I mean, Andy Reid has a great coaching past, and why not give this guy a shot? I mean, I feel like he could scheme up a bunch of crazy plays with Watson, with Herbert. And, I mean, look at the pieces that that, that Los Angeles Chargers offense has. I mean, Eckler, Allen, Williams, Henry, I mean, if those those are some options that can compete with the Chiefs, you know what I mean? So I definitely think that would be interesting. And with Houston, I mean, I know they don't really have too promising of a future because they wasted all their picks um, in trades and, and things like that. But um, having Deshaun Watson might just be enough. It might be intriguing for an offensive mind. And finding some bargain free agency guys and hitting on them can really change the future of those franchises. Yeah, Steve, I love that. And I honestly think Bienemy and Watson would be dirty. I honestly do. I think I think they'd be dirty. Like you said, I think he'd draw up some crazy plays for Deshaun. Because realistically, I mean, Deshaun can probably run better than Mahomes can, right? I would yeah. Like his legs. Yeah. So I could only imagine the type of trick plays that he would draw up with them. So definitely like that fit. But no, I mean, I agree with, with what you said. I mean, this guy would definitely turn either of these franchises around. I Thinking he's going to be a big option, and you know, for a lot of teams. But really, considering it, I mean, it's going to go to best fit. But love would love to see him and Deshaun work together because I think that would be absolutely filthy, and I think we'd see an absolute jump from Deshaun, and that's scary to say because he's still so good. So, Kev, that means you want to see Rex Ryan with the Chargers next year. <laughs> I want to see Rex Ryan in only one thing and one thing only. That's my boy, Pot Two. Well, that would be funny. I thought you were going to say you'd want to see Rex Ryan in a Speedo there for a second. So thank God that's not what came out of your mouth. Um, But that's going to wrap things up for our coaching carousel, guys. We're going to keep you updated with all of this NFL stuff going forward along with our playoff scenario and all things basketball. Make sure you leave us that five-star review, and that's going to be it. Peace.